Hey, I'm Pip. Hi, I'm Ben. And welcome to the Scale Up Diaries, a Digital Beans podcast where we document our journey towards scaling our company. I feel like I should put some dancey, funky music in here because we're having a party on our next couple of podcasts because it's our 10th birthday. Absolutely. Which is so exciting. So I thought what I'd do in this episode is sit down with Pip and find out everything that you, that I need to know about Digital Beans as a company and how it started. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to explore in what makes Digital Beans. Uh, if you didn't know out there, we're on the eve of our 10th birthday uh, and we're not going to keep quiet about it. There's a lot of things that we've been planning over the past few months to help celebrate and there's loads of things that we want to reveal over the next couple of podcasts. Uh, so you can hear about the journey we've gone on, Pip's gone on over the years and where we're looking to go in the future. Because 10 years, I thought what we'd do, by the way, just quickly... If you've not heard the scale up stories, which I've been doing with other business owners, I thought I'd approach this part one birthday special podcast a little bit like how I do that with scale up stories and talking to business owners. Because although we've known each other for a little while and I've been working with you for what, 19, 20 months now, something like that. Um, I've never sat down with you and gone, Pip, how did the company start? How, how did Digital Beans actually happen? So th- this is what I want to do now. And I want to strip it all back. And I want you to be open. I want you to be honest. And I want you to talk about the business and what we faced over the past 10 years to get to where we are right now. I nearly sounded like I was cracking up then, didn't I? 10th birthday. It's emotional. Um, first of all, 10 years. 10 Crazy, years. isn't it? You've been running Digital Beans. How does that feel? It feel I, don't, I feel like I, don't, I shouldn't be old enough to have been doing the same thing for 10 years. Well, that's you are the, 52. You've thing. just got a young face. And that's it. Absolutely. 53 next year. <laughs> But how does how does that feel? Ten years owning and running a company. It feels um, it feels surreal. It feels like um, it, yeah. The only way I can summarize it is that I, you know it doesn't feel like it, it should be ten years. It feels like it's been you know it's in some some respects it feels like it's been like twenty years, and in other respects it feels like it's been not even two years. So um, yeah, there's there's obviously been a lot a lot of things happen, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Um, late nights, early mornings, you know, so yeah, it's been a roller coaster. So let's rewind. I don't know how far back you can, so to speak, remember, so to speak, but, but let's I'm start. Not be- that old. <laughs> I can remember it. All. It's only been 10 years, Ben. Um, let's go back to before the company started. What situation were you in? How did Digital Beans come about? So Digital Beans came about, um, or you targeting as, as we, as our, you know, as we were called at the time, was I was, um, this was 2009, 2009, 2010, um, you know, the previous uh, crash, economic crash. And um, I was struggling to find work, as you know, and we've spoken about before. And I was struggling to pursue my dream of being an accountant at the time. So my second option was to do something for myself. And at the time, whilst I was doing my master's, I'd come up with this idea of having what is essentially now Facebook Marketplace, but for university campuses. So, which I've said before, um, we called UFLOG. I recruited a couple of other students to help me out, distribute leaflets around the campus. And my hopes were that we'd sell advertising to businesses locally that wanted to advertise to students. Because my thinking was I'd walk around campus and every pin board was covered in some sort of advert from driving lessons to, you know, learn Spanish to everything else. I thought, well, you know, 
if I could save these guys a job from walking around campuses and putting their leaflets up and they just advertise on my site, then I'll be quids in. So the website was pretty good, uh, used fairly extensively by students, all for free, obviously. But I think I only managed to get one advertiser for 60 quid. But the companies I was, I was talking to were more interested in me helping them make a make them a website or give them some SEO advice or whatever. So it was, it was quite early on in my learning as well at the time. So I knew a fair bit, but obviously didn't have the experience. So, But for me, I just saw it as an opportunity to get in with them, build up a good relationship so that they could eventually advertise on on uflog that was the kind of dream for me and then more and more you know i was getting paid to make a website and then i got paid to make another website and i'm like oh uflog is failing like no one wanted to advertise on here and then obviously i sort of accidentally ended up with doing you know freelance digital marketing and then i was like oh well we'll turn uflog into you targeting still trying to kind of not completely shut down that idea and I think to this day, I'm still. One day, I just email all our clients and offer them advertising to on Uflog or something. That's but, brilliant. Um, yeah, so that's how that's how I ended up with it. So it was successful freelancing that helped you build a business and build a accidental business freelancing. Well, accidental, but still, you knew what you were doing. You were getting results, and because things were going so well, and you were able to go out there and find businesses to work with, companies to work with, you managed to form a business around it. You managed to kickstart you targeted yeah it was still tough having to close uflog though shut that down wasn't you just a few months ago having a look to see what was happening with the domain if i yeah, remember right the twitter account which is still live it's still up but i don't know the logins to that's brilliant one day maybe on our 20th birthday we're we'll re- try and get relaunching uflog <laughs> that's brilliant um so we're talking about you targeting when did you targeting become digital beans yeah i don't know i think it was about three or four years in it was just the natural progression and and kind of realizing that actually you know, U-targeting was only called U-targeting because of the kind of natural evolution of U-flog, um, which didn't represent us. But so, yes, it's about three or four years in, um, which reminds me, I still need to change our company now. <laughs> when, did, um, when did you like sort of build a service? When did you build out your services? So when you started going under a brand name, being U-targeting, what, what did you offer back then? I mean, initially, you know, first few months, whatever people gave me money for. So that was... Um, I even had a relationship with a big, um, big printer that I'd, I'd offer, you know, flyers and posters and stuff like that. So to kind of be that one-stop shop for Literally the other full service agency, full service, yeah. Um, which was good because it meant that you know, even if people wanted to spend like thirty quid on some new business cards, then I could, I was doing that for them. So it, it just, it, it was for me. I, I was so aware that I had no connections locally. Obviously, I was just a student. I never even really had a proper job locally. So I didn't even have anyone to turn to and say, hey, I'm doing this. Help me out. Put the word out there. Chuck 50 quid my way or whatever. So I was so acutely aware of that that I knew I just needed to build up connections and and, and relationships. So um, doing anything, I felt like I could add a bit of value, whether it was through you know cheaper printing or uh, you know the actual skills like digital marketing. I, I just knew I just had to get my foot in as many doors as possible and, and that allowed me to do that. So yeah, so I would say printing and, and digital marketing and websites. And then as the other bits picked up, I slowly obviously wound down the, the printing because it wasn't you know the core business. It was just a foot in the door. I want to talk about first wins because I think it's important to think back to the first time that you've done stuff as, as digital beans. And, and I think one of the first big wins you probably had was having to 
hire someone, having to bring someone in. That's when you properly become a business owner, when you've got someone else to manage and you've got someone else representing your brand and representing your baby, so to speak. Um, can you remember the moment when you first thought to yourself, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bring someone in it. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to hire someone. So the first couple of years were, were were really strange, and it's not a story to go into today. But the first couple of years of me in business were very turbulent. Um, a lot of distractions with another business uh, and a business partner. So the first couple of years of business were somewhat of a write-off for me. So, but coming out of that period was I remember sitting down and. Um, I think I'd like turned over, I don't know, I think it was like 18 grand or something, you know, insanely low like that. And I remember thinking, right, well, that was that was in the second year. And the second year had actually dropped from the first because of all this turbulence. And I remember thinking, right, I either walk away and get a job or do something else or I something needs to change drastically. And I remember sitting up in our office and just kind of getting up a massive bit of, like whatever it was a one paper or something and just writing everything i could do better or more of and um i think yeah within maybe less than a year from then i was able to take someone else on which yeah it felt felt great it was really good yeah and obviously hiring people into the company you've then you know you've had people come in and out over, over the years i mean we've now got what a team of eight nine which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which is amazing. I always try and count in my head. Yeah, I know. Um, which which is absolutely amazing. And you've been able to watch the business of evolve and the business grow. And and even over the past year, through these turbulent times we're going through now, uh, just before Boris said, you, you must work from home, um, you were paying out for a new premises for digital beans, and digital beans was being was moving next door to simply and we've now got our own space and we've now got our our own place to to so to speak work so how did how did that feel being able to make that investment to get digital beans its its own hub i mean for us for amy and myself we've always liked working together um you know (laughs) with the turbulence that brings at times but it was always our setup you know also from a family and lifestyle point of view, we didn't want to you know commute different you know to different places. So we've always been mindful of keeping our companies together. And obviously that you know there's a huge cost saving there because we could share the space. And when we moved to where we are now or to you know the the, the original unit, it meant that all of that cost could be shared. And you know we had two floors and and the staff could be split over. So now as both companies got bigger and Digital Beans was hiring again, it just made sense that when the unit next door became available that we just took that on as well and digital beans now had its own its own space so that felt really good it was it was nice for both companies for them to be able to have you know their own territory not having to you know um trying to keep these two brands that are growing you know fighting for you know a stamp on a place and um obviously you know both companies have very different working styles so to them be able to let the teams work how they best work you know whether it's in more chatty noisy environment versus uh sorry (laughs) (laughs) you sneeze on every podcast it's becoming a regular theme this and we always comment about it afterwards too instead of just ignoring trying to stop myself from commenting (laughs) yeah that was a good one Um, that was a great (laughs) sneeze 10 out of 10 for that sneeze um yeah, so it was very nice. It felt like a you know the first, another step forward and another little milestone, um, 
and obviously yeah then being able to actually put some money into you know really sprucing the place up and making the spaces feel a lot more special than they have before felt really good yeah it felt another um it was another little tick box i felt yeah like you know feels like a real company again i was going to say that so in terms of you as a business owner we talk about hiring and obviously every time you get the opportunities hire someone new that's that's a win of course it's a win you know you're growing your business it, it shows by having more people on the team your business is growing your client base is growing you need people to come in and compliment you and assist you in different areas of the business um but i've always thought that if you're a business owner getting the keys to a premises that is going to have your brand your business running from it day in day out is number one that's an incredibly proud achievement to to so to speak achieve i don't know where i'm going with my word in there succeed um but also was is there ever a case that you think to yourself when you walk into this office and you see the digital beans logo obviously the whole team hasn't been in here yet because of covid but seeing the team working in it is there a bit of pride there have you ever thought to yourself yeah do you know what like look at me i run this, this this business is doing well like i'm running a good business here i think if you'd asked me 10 years ago when we started i would have said yeah that's the goal like have people come in and go in have like that kind of busyness around have the logo up you know whatever that is of course 10 years ago the dream personally i'm extremely harsh on myself so today no that doesn't feel like enough if anything i feel like you know, I should have been in this place like eight years ago. That I, I, I'm just, in. I can be happy. It's not like I, I walk around miserable, but I am super harsh on myself. So no, it doesn't always feel like a you, proud you, moment. You can't live in the moment. No. You want to go that next step. Yeah. Which is fair enough, right? Because we've mm -hmm. all got to have drive and ambition. So mm -hmm. the fact that you've got that just shows, so to speak, why this is such an exciting business. Yeah at the moment but i think for for me personally you know it's, it's the mental health around that and it isn't you know i've asked myself you know what not that we're you know the world's biggest agency you know we're not but when when would i feel happy and i don't think i would which i think is something i'm trying to address and i think a lot of people in business also have a similar setup because you know people go into business for different reasons for me probably i could summarize it as a sense of um achievement you know it was like a, a more of a personal thing um that i've always wanted to do and therefore for that reason i just don't know when enough would be enough because this isn't a fa this isn't necessarily like about the, f the finances behind it you know when when's enough enough but it's more just about feeling accomplished and i don't know when that would be i don't know anyone though who gets into work at like eight o'clock in the morning and i don't know anyone listening to this can, can maybe tell us differently gets into work at eight nine o'clock in the morning sits down and goes oh, do you know what i'm bloody brilliant i've achieved everything in life that i need to achieve because if, if you're doing that then you're probably in the wrong job and you're probably in the wrong industry yeah but i think it's about feeling content oh of course. and 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 actually being able to to necessarily enjoy it and for me in all honesty, I don't think I have been able to enjoy it. Not just because of COVID and whatnot. You know, that was just, you know, unfortunate, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I, it, the only way I can describe it is just being too harsh on myself and feeling like, yeah, no, this is, you know, I should be further along than this.
Well, let's, let's talk about those big wins and mm-hmm. the moments we've enjoyed because for the last, like, as I've said, for the last like 18 months, I've been working with you on bringing in new clients on ways that we can grow the business. And we've shared many moments over the past 18 months where we've had mini wins and mini celebrations, but also in the grand scheme of this business, they're also big wins. Whenever you bring in a, a new client or you do something that's incredibly successful for a client, that's us as an agency achieving something brilliant. Um, so I want to sort of go back and, and rewind the clock back to some of maybe your early big wins with early clients and and maybe I don't know some work you can share with us where you've you know in in the early days of digital beans that you sort of think has helped with the makeup of what we are now as an agency it's it's hard to necessarily pinpoint like one like big win you know obviously like there was different clients along the way that felt like big wins it felt like you know we've been able to work with a bigger business you know and and kind of moving away from kind of sole trader really small budget um businesses which was kind of um you know at the time was like our lifeblood for for the for the company to working with much more longer term clients that have budgets to invest and have plans for the future and you know and are ambitious is is very much where I'm most comfortable and you know it's it's a it's 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 a nice group of companies to work with still obviously in the SME space so we're not interested in working with you know global brands um so for me every little step towards getting closer to where we are today I I would I'd be able to describe it as as a as a big win so but I think for me going back and reflecting to you know how I felt before and how I feel now I think for me the the biggest win is always when we when you can see how big of an impact you can make to another business. So of course us winning business, you know, Digital Beans winning business is amazing. It feels great. You're like, yeah, like, you know, we've got another client. But that feeling is for me is very short-lived. I, you know, you put all that time and effort and hours into the relationship and the uh, proposals and the follow-up calls and then the meetings and whatever else that has to go into it. And then when they get the, when we get the sign off, it feels good, but for me it's very temporary. And I think part of that goes back to what I was saying earlier about me being too harsh on myself. But the feeling of feedback and seeing, you know, even if it's um, you know just a number on a report to be like, look, we have made some genuine impact here on on their revenue. But even better, you know, when we speak to clients and go, you know what, we're hiring and we're doing this, you know, as a result of obviously their amazing work but also how we've helped them get there that to me that feeling lasts for longer um it, it yeah it it just feels nice if it's, it's yes yeah, more it's a more of a longer lasting feeling versus that kind of instant hit of hey we've got another client and obviously you know um some more money coming in if that makes sense so that's a very short short-lived feeling well because you as, as obviously someone who runs this business and can see where digital marketing is going and the impact digital marketing makes but also as a small business owner you know how important digital is to businesses and how important it is for businesses to invest in different digital outlets whether that's improving their platform so their website or whether that's investing to go and find their audience or to bring their audience into into their site um, you know how important that is but also as a business owner you know the risk some small businesses take investing in an outside resource obviously to to come in and in the hope to make the impact and obviously when we go through that proposal process and we talk to new clients we're pitching to them like we're sending them stuff to say hey look we can make a difference we do x y and z 
but actually they don't know that xyz is going to work until we're actually working together and we're able to show those results right yeah of course it is it is tough and that's for me kind of you know i was you know i was a geek growing up and then i kind of dabbled in digital marketing at university and then eventually leading leading into into you targeting and digital beans so i i'm very technical kind of approach things from quite a technical perspective and but i feel like i'm really good at getting their business needs and applying technology and obviously now digital marketing but also tech around web builds um to solve their problems and can and can really i really feel like i can see how that will benefit them so I feel quite passionate when people are listening to me and us and saying, look, like we, we can really help here. Like genuinely, like let us do this. Um, so when, of course, you know, they pull the trigger and they take that risk and then we can show them that it worked, that for me feel, yeah, that's why it feels so good. Um, and it just feels good to be able to, to turn to a client and say, look, A, I told you so. Not that there wasn't that belief there, but you know, from a personal achievement, it feels nice. Um, but it's also just great to you know to just see them grow and and to just do well and and to be like yeah like well done you took the plunge you took the risk like i get it like you know every time we hire every time we've moved premises every time you you know even get a new lease for a piece of equipment a new macbook it's a risk every time you know there's more money there's is a it's a risk like, what if it doesn't pay off what if this person doesn't stick around what if this person's no good and then we need to get rid of them so there's always a risk so therefore when someone takes that faith into believing in us um you know it feels great it's really nice it does and obviously with the wins comes the tougher times as well um if i had to ask you a really open question of what has been the toughest time running this business could you think of that moment off the top of your head has there been a certain whether it's in trying to improve a certain area of the business that has just taken far longer than you thought it was going to do and it's just been the toughest formula to get right when it comes to being a business owner maybe a decision you had to make a, a, a an experience with a client is there something that comes to mind in terms of the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome as a business owner there's there's loads of hurdles um you know i could individually you know probably issues around you know staff or individual issues with an individual member of the team at different times and having difficult conversations they're always one of those things as a business owner that I don't know any business owner that goes into business for that. You know, it's it's still shit. Either having to have a disciplinary with someone or having to get rid of a member of staff. So they're always tough individually. Um, but I would say the toughest kind of period, I would actually say has been, you know, the last, whatever you said, 18, 19 months since you've been oh, cheers, here. cheers, mate. Really appreciate that. <laughs> since you started. Because... Don't just say, don't just <laughs> single that bit out. Just say like, trying to reflect it on something else. Yeah, yeah, because um the i you know the reason you're here is to take us from that transition of where we used to be before living and surviving on referrals and be in this sort of kind of secret agency that you only really knew about if you were referred to and you know it's kind of like hush hush like wink wink kind of like secret club that you know which was fine and it was nice and it had its benefits you know like it meant you know, I didn't have to put any effort into proposals and it didn't matter what they looked like. It's like that one rule of the Scotch Egg Club. You don't talk about the Scotch Eggs. So that's the one it. rule of the Digital Beans Club. No, you don't, don't talk, talk about, about Digital Beans. That's <laughs> it. And that's very much the approach we took, or I took. And, you know, whether you want to call it imposter syndrome, whether you want to call it, uh, you know, too busy at doing what I'm doing to kind of promote ourselves or whatever, it worked at the time. I was happy with it at the time. 
So doing that transition, have many months ago since you joined, has been the single biggest period of time that has been challenging because we're having to undo things that we had to make room for this new way of doing business and actually getting out there. It's meant creating new things that we weren't even doing before to get ourselves out there and, and to improve our service and, and what what we project outwardly. Um, it's even meant changing kind of my own beliefs and ideas and also, you know, some of the guys here that have been here for a few years to actually be like, no, like we're going to do things differently. Like we're moving forward, like we're improving this and we're changing quite a few things. So as a period of time, I would say now has been the toughest. Yeah. And having conversations with you as well, it's all of those things, but also I'm not wrong in saying that also, I think you feel like your job's changed an awful lot over the past 20 months can you sort of sum up why you have that feeling and why why that is the case it's just um i've said before i think i've summarized on one of these podcasts maybe at the beginning of being kind of recruited out of your own job and which is great again 10 years ago if you'd asked me I'd be like you know how would you like to employ some you know so many people that you don't really have a job and you're like yeah like of course that's what i'm after but of course when you're in it psychologically that doesn't feel very nice where you're like well actually he's doing that now and he's better at me than me. He's looking after the clients better than me. They're delivering the work better than me. I like how you haven't ha- attached names to those as well. Yeah. You don't want the egos to. <laughs> and then there's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, so psychologically, it doesn't, psychologically it hurts. Yeah. Um, and then you're sort of, tw- you know, not twiddling your thumbs, but you're like, well, I'm just more or less here just doing admin and that hurts. Um, but, that isn't what I'm just doing. I am doing more than that now. Um, but that's that, that transition's been tough. It's easy just to get bogged down in a task, isn't it? And feel like that's all you've done. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, I guess the best way of summarizing what I do now and what, you know, um, yeah, I guess the best way of summarizing what I do now is is ultimately just making sure that my main job is just making sure that I can allow other people to do their jobs as best as they can, removing obstacles or whatever. And um, also just making sure that, you know, the doors are still open here tomorrow. So make sure we got the cash, making sure we're not going to get, you know, a fine from HMRC for not paying our VAT or, you know, whatever. It's that boring stuff that is hugely important, but it doesn't move, it doesn't push us forward as an agency. You know, us paying our VAT on time makes no difference to us being a good agency or not. That is true. But as you say, very important. Uh, very important i just want to end on this quickly because i think um this is probably a conversation we could have over a whole podcast but i want you to try and summarize this as best you can it's it's been 10 years of you targeting of digital beans um we've come a long way you've come a long way as you said like the way you do things has changed the way the company is doing things continues to change as we evolve as a business but what about the industry what about the digital marketing and the web development industry how much has that changed over the past 10 you know, years? That's, I mean, that's changed massively, you know, um, especially for small businesses as things have become more accessible, easier to, to you know, to to use and easier to invest in. Um, you know, e-commerce specifically has got so much easier. You know, I, I'm not even sure where, for example, like um, certainly like Shopify was 10 years ago. 
Um, I'm not even sure. I mean, it probably was, but it was so it was in its infancy, so probably you know probably had like a hundred sh- shops on there. And I can tell you, WordPress was a pain in the backside to use mm-hmm. ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not. It was nowhere near as powerful as it is, is now. Um, you know, so if you just look at those two platforms and look at their growth, so WooCommerce on WordPress and Shopify, essentially powering virtually every small and medium e-commerce site out there. I think combined now they they're powering like seventy percent of, or near enough seventy percent of of SME websites so or e-commerce sites. So getting online and selling online has never been easier. And yeah, digital marketing and the way you promote yourself, you know, Instagram wasn't there ten years ago. So Facebook ads is nothing like what it is now. So everything has come such a long way, and you know. If you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, you know, it's the best time to ever be a small business and, and invest online. And we're 10 years later and I still see so many businesses not making the most of the web. And yet, again, it's still the best time. Like, like so some things haven't changed, but a lot of things also have. Um, and certainly the opportunities have got bigger. Thanks for listening. And remember, if this is your first time here, please subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. And also, if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Yeah, we don't like four-star reviews. And if you're on YouTube where you can see us talking in person, make sure you hit like and hit the sub button as well. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye.